재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Time for a news digest, our final segment of the entire week. Let's get some analysis on some of the major issues of this past week. We're going to begin with politics, an independent probe into the corruption case surrounding U Byung-woo. The Blue House Secretary for Civil Affairs was officially concluded on Thursday with the uh, presidential office requesting the state prosecution to take over. Now, there's been some controversy because Isaksu, the uh, inspector in charge of uh, this whole investigation was actually accused of leaking confidential information uh, to about this probe to a journalist. So to give us some analysis on this, we're very pleased to have joining us our friend from Asan Institute for Policy Studies, Senior Research Fellow, Dr. Pong Yong-sik. Hello. Hello. Dr. Pong, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, some people believe the uh, Blue House engaged in obstruction tactics during this uh, investigation into U Byung-woo, uh, the sense that they're trying to protect one of their own. Uh, do you agree with that? Well, there are some indications uh, suggested by the opposition party that the Blue House tried to protect Mr. U Byung-woo. Uh, one example is that uh, he remained in his uh, position uh, during this uh, cabinet reshuffling. So um, it is clear that the Blue House uh, wants to, you know, have all these controversies, um, you know, controlled. Now, how likely do you think it is that uh, we could have a uh, special investigation, independent inquiry uh, that could uh, go into these allegations surrounding This is what the opposition, as you've been pointing out, they want to have. They don't want someone who's biased because they feel that U has oversight over these professors, so they want an independent investigation. Well, that's the uh, the opposition party's argument, that the prosecutors, uh, according to the opposition parties, uh, have failed to do their jobs because of this uh, complicated uh, uh, exchange of influence in the Blue House. Um, but we have to wait and see uh, for more concrete evidence that, um, you know, the uh, in- independent prosecution uh, is really indeed necessary to uh, move ahead with a further investigation of the Mr. Wu's scandal. So there will be a lot of, uh, uh, you know, underwater uh, push and pull uh, between the Blue House in protection of the Mr. Wu and the opposition parties. Try to make this as an exemplary case to show how the Blue House system has been uh, in disarray and right. uh, corrupted. Now, we, everyone keeps talking about this uh, so-called lame duck period, but do you believe the Park Geun-hye administration's credibility will suffer damage uh, if uh, Woo Byung-woo continues to refuse to step down from this post? Well, you, you can uh, see the issue from both angles. If uh, Blue House, despite all these allegations and accusations, uh, hold on to Mr. Wu, then uh, that uh, of and in itself would undermine the credibility of the Blue House. But at the same time, if Blue House agrees to have this special prosecution and the result of the pro- special prosecution's investigation of the Mr. Wu's case indeed proved that he had been involved in the great deal of corruption and the uh, maluse of uh, public authority. Then the credibility of the Park Geun-hye administration would become irreparable. So it's a matter of which poison uh, President Park is going to pick.
All right, very interesting indeed. Uh, we talked briefly about the opposition. Let's let's focus on them now, Dr. Pong. Uh, the Minju Party of Korea is scheduled to hold a convention to appoint their new party chairman on August 27th. Uh, both parties gearing up for, and uh, I guess the Minor People's Party as well, for next year's presidential elections. Um, can you assess the final candidates of this uh, Minju Party leadership race? Uh, to you, any notable figures, and have there been any surprises so so far in the primary? Probably the biggest surprise was the elimination of Mr. Song Young-gil, uh, the uh, main figure of the so-called pro-no faction within the Aminjo Party of Korea. Um, uh, it's a slight effect for the party members who, who, who would uh, support Mr. Moon Jae-un, Moon Jae-in, I'm sorry, who uh, ran for the candidacy last time. But I don't know whether this is just a temporary setback or the, something much bigger and fundamental in terms of the newly emerging balance of power within the opposition party prior to the beginning of the presidential election season, starting only next year. Right. Now, we have always this talk about mainstream and so-called non-mainstream members. Do you believe right. that non-mainstream members of the opposition party are continuing to try and expand their clout or influence while this so-called, again, pro-no, pro-moon mainstream faction are maybe on the wane? That's, uh, you know, Kim Sang-won and the Chumye. They are independent leaders uh, without having to rely on the support of the mainstream members uh, within the opposition party. And we have to also bear in mind that we do not only have uh, one opposition party uh, to be counted in the upcoming presidential election, but, um, you know, we have also, uh, you know, People's Party uh, on the wing. So it's a far more complicated, multidimensional uh, dynamics uh, for the opposition party camp, you know, camp uh, to prepare for the next presidential election. Ultimately... In your opinion, and I know you've been able to observe so many of these kind of uh, races and leadership battles over the years, but how do you expect this leadership race to play out? Or what crucial role do you think this new MPK chairman, whether it's a mainstream or non-mainstream person, will be positioning uh, the MPK ahead of the 2017 presidential elections? Well, the MPK current leadership has been really successful in terms of uh, uh, getting very spectacular success in the last uh, parliamentary election in April uh, to everyone's surprise. So the task for the new leadership uh, of uh, MPK is to maintain the momentum, maintain the momentum that opposition party uh, will be counted by the voters that uh, that it is able to count it uh, to, uh, you know, hold the power in the next presidential election. The upside is that Compared to the conservative party, it seems like uh, in the opposition party, there are a lot of uh, uh, multiple viable potential candidates mm. in the upcoming presidential election, like uh, Mayor of Seoul, Park Won-sun, or the, uh, the Mr. Um, you know, An of the Chung, um, you know, uh, Chungcheong province and whatnot. But if they fail to come up with a, a single uh, you know, um, you know, candidate uh, fully enjoying the uh, support from the old party, then uh, 
since the, the next presidential election will be binary competition, the ruling party versus... Right. All right, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Bong, uh, helping us out with the uh, political analysis. I uh, really appreciate uh, it. Uh, you know, the, the, the leadership of the Observe Party will only be beneficial to the ruling party. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that was Dr. Pong Young-sik. Uh, I do want to apologize for the uh, phone connection. It looks like it was coming in and out uh, a little bit. I think the cellular uh, networks there were a little bit... Um, Hazy, but we, I think we did get the gist of uh, what Dr. Pong was uh, giving us in terms of analysis of both the MPK uh, leadership race as well as the uh, Ubyongu scandal. Uh, we're going to move on to now North Korean affairs. Uh, earlier this week, sources revealed that a top North Korean diplomat based in London, had defected to South Korea. Uh, this is uh, one of the most senior regime officials to do so. Uh, Taeyong Ho, the uh, uh, deputy ambassador to the UK from Pyongyang, is regarded as one of the most well-connected figures in North Korea, enjoying some of the highest privileges and immunities uh, granted to only a very few, if you look at his family being able to live there for the past 10 years. To get some more analysis on this latest development, we're pleased to have joining us from Korea Institute for Defense Analyses Research Fellow Dr. Kim Cheol-ru. Hello. Thanks for having me, Henry. Well, thank you as always for joining us, Dr. Kim. Uh, in your opinion, is it rare to see the defection of such a high-level North Korean diplomat who you assume is one of the most trusted figures in the regime? Yes, it is a very symbolic and unique defection. My understanding is that... Uh, Mr. Tess's defection with his family is not an isolated case of a trusted figure's flee to Seoul. Uh, as you mentioned, he had lived in the UK for 10 years with his family background. And on top of that, he was in charge of promoting North Korea's image to Europe. Hmm. How come he can, uh, you know, defect to uh, Seoul? And he was a well-known point man to contact br- to British media and a major propagandist for North Korea. So this infection uh, can be understood uh, in the latest uh, uh, recent string of defections by the member of a highly privileged group. Um, and main motives for his defection may be related to uh, family's future, but however, strategic significance of this case should be examined with the Kim Jong-un regime's overall instability mm. in and out of the instability. And the bottom line is the, my observation is that the cracking pressure from outside is likely to spread into the inner circles of mindset of Pyongyang regime. Yeah, and to follow up on some of the points you made, do you believe the defection of Te is a major coup for our intelligence community? Uh, could it be a source of invaluable information in regards to the inner workings of this current leader, Kim Jong-un's regime? This time, uh, the National Intelligence Service may have skillfully contributed to organizing uh, this direct and swift transition from London to Seoul. And um, certainly, uh, test defection could be a source of invaluable information. Uh, Particularly, test defection could yield uh, insightful intelligence regarding inner circles, uh, human uh, networkings, and human intelligence. In that sense, uh, he may have been offered more incentives from Seoul rather than stationing in 
London or Washington. And this case is expected to be a substantial impact on Kim Jong-un's leadership. So with a strategic uh, communication viewpoint, uh, my understanding is that the magnitude of, of this uh, impact of this case depends on the intelligence and security commands of a synch- synchronized collaboration thereafter. Um, come to think of it, high-profile defect of Hwang jong case of 1997 is a case in point. Unfortunately, he passed away without any significant impact uh, five and a half years ago. And so test decision to come to Seoul instead of uh, in a, the international arena may generate a psychological ripple effect toward the hearts and minds of top elites of Pyongyang. Mm. So uh, the National Intelligence Service or a national security community should think, uh, should perceive this case as a very significant uh, case in point. And the end state may be uh, elites mass defection scenario, which will be a very critical factor for the uh, regime durability. So my point is that it looks very isolated case, but it's a ve- it has a, sig- a strategic significance. You're right, and, and you point out these cracks that uh, may be uh, kind of forming within this uh, regime facade, uh, and how this guy was such a trusted uh, member of the uh, elites. Uh, does this def- reflection reflect any you think perhaps? Uh, you, it could be isolated, but is there maybe growing disillusion among uh, many of North Korean uh, elite over the uh, Kim Jong Un style, uh, his tightening grip on power? Absolutely, uh, uh, Mr. Tess' defection reflects the ironical situation of the Kim Jong Un regime. Actually, Mr. Tess was a fervent supporter of Kim Jong Un's policies and promoter, even he uh, logically argued against the negative media reports about the uh, Kim Jong-un regime. So this implies a clear sign that some of the core elites are losing hope in the Kim Jong-un regime. Uh, even uh, Kim's uh, reckless terror politics and misjudgment have making lots of uh, inconceivable problems. So his grip on power may look tight outwardly, but inwardly, Horrible executions provoke a self-inflicted embarrassment of the regime. So he will face an uncontrollable situation. That's my uh, expectations and the uh, the uh, how can I say the of all North Korean people's awakening and comparative viewpoint with outside world is a critical weapon to Kim Jong Un regime. A lot of people worry, Dr. Kim, about Kim Jong-un's reaction to these. Uh, We see him as this sort of kind of wild and very violent uh, type of person. Uh, uh, Do we expect another round of brutal purges as he tries to stabilize the regime? Kim Jong-un would react to intensify surveillance system and escalate uh, military tension with uh, intentional military tension with the provocations. Uh, Yes, uh, Another round of purges and punishment is uh, possible, but uh, my observation is that Kim Jong would rather uh, placate or you know to have a strategic maneuver to uh, you know side with the public's uh, uh, living standard, and, and, and even that uh, you know uh, possible punishment in the future or punishment will make another problem. So. 
Kim Jong-un would try to block the influx of outside information into the north. That's the main, uh, you know, cause of the, you know, Mr. Tess' decision to defect Korea. So comparative viewpoints and analyzing the situation uh, within uh, North Korea with, uh, uh, will make a big uh, problem uh, within uh, Kim Jong-un regime. So Kim Jong-un would rather... You know, just uh, you know, more over how to, how to react to this situation. Right now, you you mentioned uh, the uh, idea that he does not want uh, information to get in. He's been uh, pulling back the family members of diplomats and overseas workers back into mm-hmm. North Korea. But despite all of these efforts to deter defections, um, is it possible we could be reaching a tipping point that these most privileged? upper echelon members of North Korean society, maybe they don't like the fact that they don't receive enough money to keep up with the uh, European societies or postings that they're on, that they might find it undesirable to uh, support or live in this country anymore. Uh, the tide of the elite defection flow has just started. Uh, Mr. Tell's case is a very critical point. So total number of up to this point uh, defectors reached 30,000 uh, membership. So on top of that, almost uh, uh, over 500 uh, uh, elites uh, uh, group uh, has defected. Uh, the number of defectors began picking up again this year with uh, you know, almost uh, 800 arriving in the first six months. Uh, it's, uh, it, which includes the, uh, even last year, um, you know, North Korean high-ranking colonel defected uh, his background was from the Reconnaissance General Bureau, RGB, which was created in 2009 with a strong uh, military uh, party uh, power. So I think that defection is a sign of serious elite discontent that may lead to the instability uh, within North Korea. So uh, the tide has already uh, turned against Kim Jong-un, but it depends on how to intelligence and security command to react to the, this uh, very critical chance to pressure uh, regarding North Korea's, uh, you know, provocations and stance against uh, these Northeast Asian security dynamics. Mm. And ultimately, and the final question is, uh, South Korea, do you think we should continue to encourage these kind of high-level defections, uh, taking into account the potential uh, effects of instability in the regime and maybe even uh, tensions across the border? Um, the Republic of Korea's desired any state is not uh, mass detection or behind-the-scenes corporate action. So our long-term perspective regarding the defectors, we should perceive them as the you know, long-term unification asset uh, rather than, you know, liability or the burden. So we should treat them very well and a very prestigious livelihood and all the, you know, respect that they are deserved to get. So I think the overall strategy is the, even uh, President uh, Park Geun-hye mentioned a little bit of, uh, on the, you know, liberation day speech, so-called the separation strategy. So we it's, time, it's the time to separate the Kim Jong-un regime and the general public, uh, local legend of North Korea. So let them experience the outside world information. We should take uh, into account the potential, you know, 
impact to the overall um, North and South Korean relations. So uh, I think the we cannot get the uh, detractors from uh, you know WMD, particularly nuclear and missile scientists, but uh, with this very well synchronized orchestration with the intelligence side and uh, security side, with the uh, even media can uh, influence the North Korean public. So we can drive a wedge between the, the Kim Jong-un regime and the general public. So the bottom line is that we should uh, treat uh, strategically treat very well with the Mr. Tae's family, all the incoming high, highly uh, intellectual people from North Korea. That could be a great pressure on top of the uh, intensified international sanctions. All right. Uh, uh, as always, fascinating analysis. Dr. Kim Charu, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. It's my pleasure.